Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I am super duper excited. I tried to say califrigid, alidosis, whatever. I messed that <laughs> word up in my mind. I said it, but when I went to do it, I got a little tongue tied. I'm super excited about this episode because we have an amazing episode. He's been a former guest on our show before. This episode is entitled Saved and Crazy. We're going to really get into it. But before we get into it, if you want to keep seeing, Amazing influencers, amazing leaders like Dr. Shepard. You got to do three things because this is a new season. First, follow me on Instagram at CVMK33. Connect with me and subscribe to the YouTube channel at Cody Vernon Kelly, CV Space K. And you know me, Biden didn't pass that bill, so I got to pay these student loans off. Support a brother, the cash app below because <laughs> it is what it is all here. <laughs> with that being said, I have the amazing, the talented, the gifted, the good doctor, Dr. Jonathan Shepard. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. I'm grateful to be back on It Is What It Is. This is an awesome platform, and thank you for having me. No, anytime, man. I, I appreciate you being on here. I, I see your show. I saw Derek Scott was on there. I got a little jealous. I'm like, man, Derek got called back, <laughs> and I didn't. I was watching. That's why I wrote oh, in the comments. I was like, yo, Derek, hit me oh, up. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, I yeah, like, I, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, DS got. I was like, I didn't even get the invite. Oh. <laughs> so. I was a little soft on that one, but you know I, I got to split here. you all. I have to split up you all because you know when when I have both of y'all there together, it's just like man, I can't take it. So sometimes <laughs> I just have to split. You know, have one on this week, and believe me, your your turn will be coming within the I, month. I'm telling you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Look, I wanted to get into this saved and crazy because, and this is a transparent uh, transparency moment. You know, I thought. The pandemic didn't affect me. I really, I mean, I mean, I knew it affected me, but I didn't think it really, I took on any water. You know, I was like, well, I improved in this area, improved in that area, you know, got through it. Something started happening over four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I felt like something was wrong internally like i couldn't pinpoint it i couldn't say you know it was this or that i just felt like you know something's not right you know like i don't even know what's going on it's just something's not right you know so i did what every other uh person does they ignore it you know so uh, you know and then i was like but it kept on and i was telling my wife i said something's not right i you know am experiencing just thoughts and and i was like you know my mind is here and there at the same time it's hard to concentrate it's just it's just a lot and i felt heavy i felt lethargic you know i didn't want to do anything i felt depressed you know like and i didn't know why i'm like but why you know i don't nothing's wrong why am i unraveling and that's literally what i felt i felt like i was unraveling wow so i decided to do something that was uncharacteristic of you know, a, a believer and then a male and then the black society. There's like layers to this context. And, you know, I, I got help. I got me a therapist, started engaging in it. And I realized something that two things can be true. Hmm. You can love God and yet be struggling. And, oh, and for the first time, I had to deal with the fact that like, Something's not right, <laughs> you know, like, and 
you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't praise it out. I, I couldn't shout it out. I don't care what they say at church. That stuff was a lie. I couldn't, I couldn't, I'm serious. The, the organ couldn't make me think twice about it. You know, it was just, it, it was just, it was, a, it was something I was like, I, I was, I was waking up with it, going to be able to, like, it was something that was just on me and I couldn't even describe it. Right. Like I was just like, oh my God, you know, I think I'm, you know, having a breakdown or whatever. So I wanted to start here. I reached out to you because I know this is your lane. I know this is a very uncomfortable topic across all segments. It doesn't matter where and how you slice it. Mental health just isn't, it's not a normal conversation, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's something like, oh yeah, I went, you know, it's still very taboo in most circles. It's still looked upon negatively. But the hardest thing about going to therapy wasn't the therapist. That was actually easy. I could find one. There's apps now for everything. Like that was that was actually quite easy. It's easier to get a therapist than it is to talk to my own doctor. You know, so that wasn't the issue. The, the hardest thing was dealing with the fact that in the religious tradition that I was raised in, it wasn't accepted. Mm. You know, you kind of grew up in that era where if you got the Holy Ghost. All of your help cometh from the Lord. You know, I look to the hills from which cometh my help, all of my help. And that's usually where they tune up, right? All of my help, all of my help, all of my help. And it's like, did you know the man that said that killed a man, uh, uh, killed a uh, man over his wife? You know, like, you know, like, I I don't think that's like the best quoted person. You know, I try not to quote really anything for David. He's like really low on my biblical total book. Oh, you know, all of my help. And I was just like, I was afraid. Not because of what society felt about it. I was afraid about what others in the church might feel. I'm like, how can I be anointed and yet, how can I love God and yet, and still I'm in this, you know, and I'm vulnerable in this, right? So I want to start there. Wow. I want to start there. Can you be? You you are in both words. You are a leader in the in 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 ecclesiastical organizations. You have led in ministry, yet you are a medical doctor. This is your lane. Yes. So you have to play in both spaces. Yes. For all those out there, for all those tongue speakers and and you know the Holy Ghost indwellers. Yeah. Can you be filled Pentecostal <laughs> and still have a therapist? Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the short answer to that question is yes. Um, and I would even be a little bit provocative and say, if you've never been to a therapist and you are spirit filled, uh, there may be something wrong with the spirit inside of you. Um, and I will go that far uh, because uh, Jesus himself, he had people amongst him who he dialogued with. Uh, he had people amongst themselves who he was able to reach out to. Uh, that were able to provide therapeutic interventions uh, for him. I don't have the time to go through the list of things, uh, but Jesus was never one that when it came time, when he spent time on earth as a man, that he would uh, uh, just think that he had it all himself. Jesus never exuded the selfishness and the resistance that we see during this time. Um, again, that's why I speak so strong about it. That's why I say people may need to check their own spirit 
uh, uh, it's not their own, but they need to check the, the temperature or even the gauge of the capacity, how much Holy Spirit they're holding. Because let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, the Holy Spirit will guide and direct you and will not cause you to do some of these weird things that people are saying, uh, doing, uh, cause you to be in uh, 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 a disagreement with folks and trying to tell people and lead people down ways in which uh, there is no backing. Um, and I know I'm speaking the truth here and I have no problem. I tell you, Cody, I'm chief myth buster. So there's going to be some stuff that you may hear me say that you, ah, he don't know what he's talking about. Actually, I do know what I'm talking about. And I want to challenge you because we have to see therapy as a way of help. Now, I want to say something to you that I heard uh, one of my colleagues say, uh, and she's been on uh, some huge platforms. And I do agree with this statement that prayer is a weapon and therapy is a strategy. Um, mm. We have to know that prayer does work. It is a weapon, but just it is not the only weapon. All right. There are several weapons, but God in weapons uh, gives strategies. So as you use the weapon, if you don't know how to use that weapon correctly, what happens? It can end up killing you, mm -hmm. all right? Am I going to say prayer going to kill you? Not necessarily, but if you just pray and you don't do anything about it, that actually could kill you. That actually could cause you to go uh, and not get the help that you need. God has provided help for us. Um, you said something at the very beginning that was so crucial. We have these different layers, you mentioned the layer of being a black man, being a believer, uh, being one of a certain age, because um, even now, I'll be honest with you, even certain ages don't even uh, think that you need to go talk to someone. Um, and you mentioned a few other things that just doesn't uh, really uh, uh, help push people in the direction of a therapist. But let me tell you, we have got to normalize going to see a therapist because it is a strategy. It's not the only strategy. Like, like I just said, prayer is not the only weapon. But let me tell you, when you understand how to use your weapon and how to utilize those strategies that God has given to you, you will have victories that you didn't even think that you could have. Let me tell you, because I'm not even in the military. There may be some people out here in the military. When you understand the power of the weapon that you have, but you don't know how to use it wisely, that's dangerous. But when you have utilized the knowledge to learn the weapon and then you strategize, man, you can defeat some things that you didn't even know and have the power to overcome. And that's what I'm just letting you know. Therapy is just like that. So when you stop uh, 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 trying to victimize people and tell people, well, you know, you just ain't praying hard enough. And you just, you really don't have the Holy Spirit. We got to stop that mess. Because as you said to your other point, I am done here. You can be saved and yet struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, talking, I, I go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I totally agree. I, I think um, it, it's, I think people safeguard their positions by tearing down anything that becomes a threat. Mm. So, you know, 
if if I don't or if I attack the strategy, right, and only focus on the weapon, like you said, because you're not training it, you end up harming me and you. Right. Like and and so now, you know, everything has to end in praise and prophecy because there's no accountability. Wow. And I always said praise and prophecy to me is mysticism abused. I don't Mm. remember. I'm sorry. I I'm gonna go here. I don't remember those old saints prophesy as much. And it's not a slight, it's not a shot, it's not a jab, but there was an accountability ability with it right like you couldn't just say anything over that microphone because yeah. if it did it right you would be yeah. held accountable and now it's easier to shift the blame on god than it is to deal with the reality of the situation the reality is some things you can't praise your way out of and I don't care how they slice it. I don't care if you do a moonwalk and you do the Michael Jackson lean forward, you know, smooth <laughs> criminal, and you go all the way down and you don't break. You know, there's oh, yeah. some things you cannot praise your <laughs> way out of. You got to live through, you know. Absolutely. And and I'm sitting here and I'm with my therapist and out of all the I guess knowledge that I've acquired out of all the, the prayers and everything. I never had a conversation about me, Mm -hmm. right? Because one of the things that they try to always take you back to the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering why is there such an attack or why is there such a disconnect? I won't say attack. I will say, why is there such a disconnect uh, between church and other offices of healing mm-hmm. right because this is another form i you know i i think you could be healed in various levels right mm-hmm. there's the if you if you break a bone you know obviously you have the bone resetting you have the cartilage resetting you have the muscle around the you know bone coming to a full functioning uh movement you know, there's a lot of things that go into this healing that we call healing and i'm just asking you like when you present and you 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 are you are a doctor and you're looking at things that need true medical attention why isn't the church ready to realize that science has validity yeah uh there is several reasons i'm gonna just try to hit them give an example move on there's a lack of understanding uh, we really don't understand who god is God is omniscient. If you look up the word omniscient, it means all science. God Mm -hmm. is of all science. God has never been and never will be against science. Why? He's the God of all science. He created it. So why would he be against something that he created? Doesn't make sense because (laughs) he is science. He's omniscient. And he's not against the people who work in science. He's not against me. Uh, If he was against me, I would have folded a long time ago. God is flourishing me. Um, So we have to understand that there's a lack of understanding. It's a spiritual thing also, too. The enemy knows that if we can be free in our minds, then there are so many other things that are at our disposal. So what will we have? What will the enemy want you to do? Fight against what doesn't sound right. 
fight against something that you don't understand. The Bible talks about in Romans 7 that there is a war going on. Where is that war at? In your mind. It's not in your heart. It's not in your liver. It's not in your, in your members. It is in your mind. And so because that is the battleground, the enemy is not going to give up any space. Oh, no. So he's going to plant seeds of doubt. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, he's just so uh, out there. You know, that's just his learn. No, uh-uh. There's a cost that came with this anointing that I carry with this call to be in mental health. So we have to understand that there is a spiritual component uh, to this thing too, to why there's so much confusion because devil don't want, the enemy don't want you to be free in your mind because if he knew you were free, then you will be able to operate in fullness of what God wants you to do. Then people don't understand what mental health is. Um, we have been misled. Uh, mental health, I break this down very quickly. It is PCWC. You probably heard me talk about this before. Mental health deals with your potential, your untapped skills and abilities that God put inside of you. So that's mental health. So you're telling me that it's not about me being crazy? No, it talks about you having potential. Then it talks about you having the ability to cope with the stressors in your life. So potential, cope, third, work, and work productively and fruitfully. So when you begin to break this down like this, Cody, yeah, people start to say, oh, I didn't know that's what mental health is. Yeah, potential, cope, work. And the last letter is contribution. It talks about your contribution, your ability to make a contribution to this community, to this world at large. So folks out there don't understand what mental health is. I am so glad. And I, I, please hear me on this. I want to sound as positive, as positive as I can. I am just concerned. So when you hear me uh, uh, speak with such strength, it's because I'm concerned that so many people are deceived. Deception is the rule of this hour right now. How is it that we can have people still believe that January 6th did not occur and it was a friendly protest? It is a lie and it's deception. Deception has crept in so many systems throughout this land, and it happens in the mental health area. And let me tell you where it's also at. Cody, it's in the church. We're deceived. If your pastor, if your leader is not talking about the end times, then you are being, unfortunately, unable to hear all that God wants you to hear. All right? I don't talk against pastors or, or leaders, but there should be a relevancy in the organizations that you are a part of that are spiritual-led, I know I'm digressing just a little bit, but it, there should be a relevancy here, and it needs to speak to your mind. Because let me tell you, Cody, so many folks are where you're at right now. They're struggling, and they don't hear people affirming that they can get the help while they struggle. Do you think it's a lack? You talk about the deception. I totally agree. I think we've entered into everybody can have their own uh, facts, yeah. right? But facts and truth aren't the same thing. It, I think it's even fair to say facts aren't always factual. And there's a quote that says facts are the enemy of the truth, right? So is it, why, why is it easier to ignore suffering? Um, mm. Because, you know, I, I can't be the only one. 
you know, I, and I can't sit here and pretend like I'm not seeing what I'm seeing with my own two eyes. It doesn't matter if I look at the news. It doesn't matter if I look outside on the streets of Chicago. It doesn't matter if I look at what's going on and wherever and however, I can't ignore the truth. But it seems like there's advantage or opportunity when others ignore the hurting, right? Like, what do you say to that? Well, it's commonplace, especially with men, black men. We will find ourselves in pain to the point to when we finally go get checked out, it's too late. We have a tendency to ignore warning signs. We have a tendency to say, oh, it'll work out. We don't like to be confrontational. Uh, I find many people are on the extremes. They're always too confrontational, always up in your face trying to get you straight. <laughs> I'm like, back off, bro. Back mm-hmm. off, sis. Or is this it take care of itself? And we've got to find a medium. But the reason why people ignore the suffering is because they're scared of what it may be to handle Uh, how to get the suffering out of them or the cure for the suffering. They're scared of the resources that it's going to take, that's going to pull from them so so they can't do what they used to be able to do because no longer um, uh, can they focus in on what they would choose to do, but now they have to focus in on the suffering. And then let me tell you another reason why. People are comfortable. Wow. I would rather stay in my own suffering and mess as opposed to have to change. Oh, don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about. You're right there in Chicago. I'm here in Baltimore. There are people who have never seen other parts of the city because they would rather stay in their own little bubble and not venture out to do what is necessary to step out of their comfort zone, to explore, to do better. Uh, it takes courage. It takes confidence. And I hope that this podcast today, as you're watching, that I will say something, uh, and it won't be me, for those believers out there, that the Holy Ghost will connect and it will empower you to make a move, even as I speak now, that you need to branch out and step out and do something because you're suffering. And I hate to see where people stay suffering. I was suffering, man. And God had to revive me during this pandemic and cause me to step out to make some moves that have made people upset. And I'm like, that's cool. You can be upset. But I had to go save my life Hmm. because I was malnourished and I was suffering. And I don't want to be like that no more. How did, where did you find, um, the strength to fight for your life. Wow. Um, because I think, um, you know, people say like, you know, I, I got to fight, you know, but a lot of times, and I'm starting to really understand how certain tragedies really occur mm-hmm. because it's hard to gather strength to fight for yourself, right? Where did you find that strength? Like, when did you wake up and say, I'm not, I'm not going to take this anymore? Yeah, uh, there are certain principles that hopefully uh, you have been taught. And if you have not been taught them, you're going to hear them now. So you can't use ignorance as a reason why you can't utilize these principles. 
you have to understand that first of all you were fearfully and wonderfully made right there is a god all right um for those who are questioning uh, whether god is real or not god is real uh and you are fearfully and wonderfully made in his image also you need to know that there is a plan for your life there is a destiny there is a purpose there are gifts and callings that you have as an individual. When we understand that, then we can work now with the foundation of how do we move towards that? And that's where a lot of people get stuck. Um, I had parents who spoke into me and gave me the strength because let me tell you, the people who taught me in school didn't believe in me. I had people who did not look like me and people who looked like me who did not believe me, did believe in me. So I ain't even gonna say it was all the white people. I had some black people who didn't believe in me and even spoke down to me. So I had to have people. And if you and if your parents are not there around you, get you some support teams, get you some people. Because our 44th president, Barack Obama, his dad was nowhere to be found. But let me tell you, that did not stop him from still having a support team that believed in him. So you gotta find some people who will uh, uh, speak to you. Lastly, then you got to believe in yourself. If you're a believer, you got to read God's word. You know, you cannot say that you're going to just do this thing and you not read God's word. There is a plan. There is a blueprint on how to get strength to do what God wants you to do. I don't care how you uh, mask it, parade it, shuck and jive it, whatever (laughs) the term is. There's a blueprint. You got to read God's word and you got to read other books to supplement that. So you get the knowledge and then you got to try. You know, don't be scared to try. Even if you fail, that's okay. I failed numerous times. I had to uh, get back up. I was embarrassed. I had to cry sometimes. But let me tell you, with each try, I got stronger. Anybody out there got any children? If you just told your baby, If they fail the first time, they would never walk again. Your child would never walk. Mm -hmm. But as you watch that child gain strength, what happened as they fail? They pick themselves back up to when they were now able to run. And so that's some of the things that we got to do, Cody. Believe in yourself. That makes sense. That that makes sense. I, I think that the community aspect of everything not just faith, but just community as a whole is a missing concept from society. Mm. I said this before we started talking. I said, what made us unique was that we were family, yeah. right? Before anything, before titles, before jurisdictions, before anything, we were family, right? And that was the strength that we relied on. Yeah. And now the community has dissolved, right? Yeah. Or evolved, right? And because there's a broken kinship, all of a sudden there's a lack of kindness, right? There's just yeah. a lack of that internal support. So anytime there's a breakdown uh, in society, uh, the immediate request is what should the government be doing? Um, the more I get, I'm like, mm, maybe nothing, right? <laughs> you know, they should be messing it up. What What is the government's role in all of this? Should Should 
you know, mental health be so, and I do believe it should be funded. I, I think that especially now more than ever, mm-hmm. uh, this isn't a social program. This is right. a, I don't even know what to call it. I don't even think we have a word for it yet. Right. Like I think it's beyond education. I think it's beyond um, uh, religion. In a sense. It's, it's something so vital to the human spirit and existence. How should the government go about handling this? Mm-hmm. Well, the government definitely has something in place already. Uh, there's an organization uh, or I should say there's an agency that's under the federal government called SAMHSA. Uh, you should go look that up. It's S-A-M-H-S-A. Uh, and it deals with substance abuse and with mental health disorders. Uh, and it is, uh, depending on who's in office and pre- uh, as president, sometimes it is better funded uh, than other presidents or presidents decide to choose to fund um, those uh, that particular agency and the grants that come through it. Uh, let me tell you, right now, President Biden uh, has decided uh, to uh, have that agency as one of its pro as one of his priorities so that's wonderful um i will say this in regard to government subsidies and things like that what what i've been watching is how certain uh corporations not necessarily government but what i'm watching is how certain organizations um have allowing now for people to take mental health days um Public schools are now saying that children can have public, I'm sorry, mental health days and it not count against them. You need to go look at that. Um, I'm in favor of that as long as it is utilized appropriately. So the government, uh, when it comes to funding certain agencies, uh, certain uh, practitioners, because we need more mental health practitioners. We need more psychiatrists. In particular, we need more child and adolescent psychiatrists, which I am. Um, there is a dearth of psych. It, it is the average age right now, uh, uh, Cody. I hate to tell you, is over fifty-five of the child as a psychiatrist in the U.S. So that tells you we have a issue coming up in twenty years mm-hmm. uh, because if the average age is above fifty-five and we don't have nobody coming behind. Uh, then yeah, we're we're in trouble. Um, so uh, we've got to fund these uh, these pipelines, if I could, uh, from uh, uh, from uh, elementary school through college. Instead of uh, funding the, uh, the school to prison pipeline, Woo, I said right. something. Let's right. let's that, fuel the school to college, the school to medical school pipeline. Um, and so we just got to get on board, government government. Uh, does have a role, definitely should play a role uh, in upholding these corporations who are allowing these mental health days. Um, they also should play a role too in regards to medical care. Uh, there should not be a reason why you have to be on Medicaid and Medicare to get the best mental health care. That's crazy. Yeah. Why is that? Because these commercial insurance uh, folks, they tell you, that you could only have three sessions if you're depressed. Imagine, Cody, if you, and I don't you, you utilize this example because you've been so transparent. Right. Imagine if you only had three sessions, where would you be? No, nowhere. You're the first, so you don't even talk about. <laughs> you filling out yeah. paperwork, right? <laughs> yeah. So why is EAP and all these other people just giving you three sessions? Right. And I'm not exaggerating. No, I'm. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, or they only give you ten or twenty sessions. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you cannot put a mark on how long it's going to take someone to get over the trauma that happened to them. How dare you? Right. It's not going to, that, that, that's not fair to say that, well, they only get 20 sessions, even though their mother just got killed or their child that they were caring for now was drowned accidentally. What? Mm-hmm. So we've got to do a better job of realizing that mental health care is of utmost importance, treat it like it is, fund it like it is, and then let's get rid of this stigma and let's act like it is. I like it. I like it. Closing thoughts, Dr. Shepard. It's on you. I appreciate my guests. You've been amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we stepped on some toes. I'm sure we're going to hear backlash about Good. You know, praise can't deliver. And I'll challenge anybody, anybody out there, any of you, any of you tongue talkers want to come on here and challenge me theologically that somehow praise can be the solvent toward anything. I'll be the first one. I would love that challenge. Yeah. <laughs> we want to. 301 1856 if you want to call me. No, but with that being said, I'll give you the closing thoughts. Man, I, I I really believe in mental health. I'm an advocate for it. I'm a patient. You know, a lot of people say it and then they're not attached to it. If it has helped me not implode, it has helped mm-hmm. me not. And I granted, I and again, I haven't been in it long. Yeah. But like I was sharing with my wife, the little bit that I have been in it. I'm okay now with being flawed. I'm okay with all of me, right? Mm. Like all of me, right? Like, and that, you know, that is so, uh, such a relief that I don't have to hold, I don't have to beat anybody or wear, I don't have to wear Saul's armor anymore. And I'm so glad because Saul's armor was killing me. So with that being said, I'll turn up to you, whatever you want to say, you know, it's all yours. I'm going to try to wrap it up as quickly as possible. Thank you for your transparency, because let me tell you, someone was freed up because of your witness tonight. I know they were. I can feel it. I can even feel it through my uh, uh, through my screen. Uh, So thank you, my brother. Uh, It really helps. Uh, Let me tell you. If you're not free. And you are saved and you're a believer. And you can be bound and yet be a believer. Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I would say check with your mental health first, because I guarantee you there's an area probably in your mind where you need to be freed up. There's a heaviness that some of you are carrying. And I want to tell you, you don't have to carry it. You don't have to carry the trauma of being abused. You don't have to carry the trauma of someone neglecting you, of someone forgetting about you, of someone uh, uh, not being there for you. I don't want to. I'm not trying to trigger anybody right now. I really am not. But I'm letting you know you don't have to carry it. There is a place of freedom, and it occurs first in your mind. And this, and I, and just as Cody was saying. I see it in him. I hear it in him because I've as I've listened to him as he's evolved. There is a, there's a certain lightness that comes. Challenges will happen. But if you are strong in your mental health, then you'll be able to face whatever comes your way. I will end with this. Um, I am a Trinity believing person. Oh, yes. I believe in God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Ghost. But I believe in also this trinity, if you would, that there is a savior named Jesus. 
And then there is a pastor, he or she has been called to give you spiritual advice. But then there is a therapist out there who will help you with the strategies so you can manage this life. God has called for his son to free us. He's called for a pastor to lead us. And then he has called for a therapist for strategy. You need to make sure you have all three on board. Because when you do, you're going to live the abundant life. That's all I want to say. You can reach out to me. Uh, and same here. If you have some things you want to talk with me on, I love it when I'm able to talk with believers and help them to see uh, 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 how to be able to maneuver through these uh, these trying times that we're in. Follow me on Facebook. You know, Cody, he'll give me, uh, he'll, you know, he'll allow you to follow me. I want you to make sure you follow him. Uh, but come hit me up. I got a couple podcasts myself. Uh, no competition here because no. we're just two brothers who are concerned about your mental health. I love it. Love Y'all connect with Dr. Shepard. Hit him up on the podcast. Chief Mythbuster, hit him up on. Uh, he, he's got two amazing podcasts. I got one, Bishop Robson, one by himself with Ask the Doctors. I like this show better than some of the stuff I see on TV because – Hey, I know he's a real doctor. Sometimes I question <laughs> some of the stuff I see on TV. I'm like, ain't no way he's a doctor. But at the same time, he's not going to mislead you, and he's not trying to profit off you. Fellows, like, he will talk to you and give you advice, something that will cost you hundreds of dollars an hour. <laughs> so, so y'all can help Dr. Shepard. And if you want to keep seeing amazing content, amazing subjects, amazing Things like we've just discussed. You got to do three things. It's a new season, man. Connect with me on Instagram, CBMK33, YouTube at Cody Vernon Kelly. And man, hit me up. Supporter brother, send a 20. You know what I'm saying? If you can stay up in a prophetic line, then you see what you get here. I can't prophesy to you, but you know you're going to at least get me, right? <laughs> hey, look, you might lose your house. You might lose your spouse, but you're going to get me every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube, CB Space K, and on Facebook at ABM. I appreciate my guests. I appreciate y'all. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much.